You know, downtown Lee Summit is the heart of the city. This is where businesses are born. Julia Hampton, CPA PC, and her team are redefining business ethics, practices, and customer service. From individual tax preparation to corporate and payroll taxes, partnerships and trusts, payroll and bookkeeping services, consulting, back taxes, and clearing up IRS issues, Julia Hampton and her team have the skills and expertise to be your partner in business. Let them show you what 16 years in business and a personal touch can do for your bottom line. Contact Julia today at julia at hamptoncpa.net. talk about how you tell your hairdresser everything what you see your hairdresser whatever two weeks women that every four to six weeks I, I see people two to three times a week you know so you build a good rapport with them you know you kind of you figure them out you see what makes them tick all my clients they're kind of different uh but i think what the hell i've been so successful is just being knowledgeable you know and actually knowing what i'm talking about and giving people more than just a workout so when they come in you sit down and i dig a little bit deeper you know i dig, dig into this self-confidence i dig in what like why they got to where they're at and why they want to get to where they want to be this is ryan waters Ryan Waters, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, we're here at what will soon be your old shop for mm-hmm. Shred Gymnasium. Is it Shred Gym? Uh, it's just Shred. Just Shred. Uh, yeah, the new the new business name of the new place is Shred 2.0, so it's new and improved. New and improved. Yep. You are taking the old um, music and instrument store mm-hmm. out at 3rd and Green. The old Shining Light. Yep. The old Shining Light business. How long have you been been here in this location on, on Main Street? Uh, I've been on Main Street here for six years, six and a half years, actually. Uh, I've been trying to move and relocate and expand for about three, uh, but I love the downtown area, and I've looked at a couple different other places, and nothing really fit my needs. And uh, I, w- I happened to walk by the Shining Light the, the day they put the front sign in, <laughs> called on it, and snagged it up as fast as I could. Well, that's, that, that is fortuitous mm-hmm. timing for, for you. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about, let's, let's kind of go backwards some and, and talk about how you how you got started. Well, you are a former high school and college football player. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get into the fitness world? Has that always been a goal of yours? Is it something you stumbled into? Um, kind of, really kind of stumbled into it. When I went to college, I had the intentions of being a football coach. And I changed that about, I talked to one of my football coaches and he talked me out of it, like my first semester of school. Most good college professors, I think we've all had that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you need to change your goal. Yeah, you need to change your goal. You know, <laughs> you know, and I wanted to be a coach and, you know, have the hours you have to put in to be coaching. And, you know, I liked football, but, you know, as being an athlete, I don't really watch sports or anything. It's really weird, you know. So uh, I got into business management. And I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit. I've, I've, I've always wanted to start businesses. And so I graduated with a degree in business management. And when I got out of college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to get into restaurants. I wanted to, be, you know, I always wanted to own a restaurant. And so I was trying to get a restaurant management position and none of th- nothing was coming through. So I took a sales job, finally took a sales job until I made my next move just to get a paycheck. And actually I was doing uh, cold calling at a gym at one of the new 24-hour fitnesses. And a guy went to college, uh, played, he didn't play football. He played football for a year actually and ran track. He was a fitness manager at 24-hour fitness here in Lee Summit when it was first opening. And he asked me if I was ready to start training for him. And so I said, yeah, I quit my job, put my two weeks in and started personal training. And once I started training, I just did really well with it. I could tell, you know, I was passionate about it and uh, I worked well with people and I just took off from there. So what was the, what was the thing that finally clicked with you and your, you, you said you have 
kind of an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. itch already. So what was the thing that finally that finally clicked with you and said, I'm going to go do this on my own? Uh, so I was at 24 Hour Fitness and I was there for two years. Uh, and, and the corporate gyms there, I think they, um, they overcharge the client and they underpay the trainer. That's why the turnover is so high at those gyms. Uh, you know, when I was a new trainer, you, you to be honest with you, you don't have to have that many certifications to be a trainer on these corporate gyms. They make you take like a 10 question test and say, okay, you're a certified personal trainer, train these people selling sessions for $65 a session. And so I was there for two years. My schedule was full. I was always the top in sales and top in training sessions ever since I started there. Uh, and then I was seeing, uh, I was selling training for $60, $65 a session. Uh, and I was seeing 13 of that. So that's what I was getting back to me. So, you know, with a full schedule, I was going to my clients and I just saw, you know, that I was selling a lot of training and they were paying a lot of a lot of money for the training. And I said, hey, if I started my own studio, would you guys want to come train with me? I'll charge you less. I'll make more, you know, and kind of thing. And they wouldn't have to pay for the membership at the regular gym. So they said yes. So I went to four, three other trainers that I trained with and I said, hey, you guys want to start a personal training gym? Um, you know, two of them, two of them got scared and bailed out. One of them went with me, and I started my first gym, which is right across the railroad tracks from me. It was called Lift Above. I started that with my partner Chris Termini, uh, and we were there for about a year, and, and went our separate ways, uh, you know, like you do in most partnerships do. And so, one of my clients hired me to go train for him for a while. So I did that for a couple of years before I started here at Shred. Was it? Are you are you happy now with the decision? Is this um, is this where you want to be? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, I, I always want to expand. I want to go bigger. I mean, I, what I what fuels me is helping people. I really like helping people and, you know, and educating people. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions in the fitness industry. There's a lot of fad diets. There's a lot of like um, false marketing, uh, false promises in fitness, you know, like men's health, women's health. It says to get a six pack in, you know, six weeks. So you do these ab exercises and you'll be shredded. So, you know, my main focus now is just getting out awareness and doing workshops and teaching people how to like live a healthy lifestyle so, change so your life. let's talk a little bit about uh, i guess the industry because you know <clears throat> there's always been money in big business and, and mm-hmm. get fit yep. and be skinnier be healthier mm-hmm. but i would say there's a different trend now in the last five or ten years of, of, of i guess uh, probably not gaining popularity is probably the wrong way to say it but more and more people are seem to be actually choosing that lifestyle mm-hmm. of, of changing things. Do you, do you see that trend too? Yes, absolutely. You know, it, it, a lot of it boils down to insurance costs and being unhealthy and, you know, being on medicine and, you know, like, okay, insurance companies are incentivizing people to go get gym memberships. They're paying for their gym memberships. Some of my clients' insurance will actually reimburse them for their personal training. Uh, so there's more awareness that, that you know, that our country's obese, you know, and we're having a lot of health issues. So people are doing it more. I think when fitness first started out, if I look back, it's more about look at me, you know, I'm shredded. It's real, you know, it's real, you know, for, for the average American, it's unrealistic for what's on the fitness magazines to be shredded. And, you know, like they're, they're getting into fitness just to be healthier, you know, and um, that's where I see the trend going is, is having your own realistic goals and achieving them. And um, I think that's going to be more than just the, you know, the big fitness supermodel type thing. So how do you have that conversation with somebody that comes in and they, you know, they see the, we look at the shelves behind you and you've got mm-hmm. giant things of protein powder, and, mm-hmm. you know, how do you have that conversation with somebody about real goals and real mm-hmm. changes? Yep. So what I do when I meet with somebody, the first question I ask them is, what are your goals and how can I help you? Uh, 
Okay, and usually people start talking about what they've done in the past, you know, and what they've tried, what worked, what didn't work. And I'll listen to everything they said. And, you know, nine times out of ten, it's just these quick fixed diets. It's these fad diets. It's, you know, I stayed with it for four weeks. I dropped ten pounds, but then I put it back on. You know, it's not, nothing I hear from people is a real lifestyle change. Like, I change the way I eat. I change the way, you know, that nobody says I change the way I cook for my family. You know, I stay active every day. You know, it's everything is real, like, quick fix. And maybe, you know, maybe the low-carb diet worked for them and then they rebounded like so um i tell people like let's set up a realistic goal if they tell me something that's unrealistic i will i'm not scared to tell them like okay well you know you want to lose 100 pounds in six months well let's start out with you know two pounds a week you know or we'll start out with 10 pounds next month you know and you kind of got to scale it back because people set these really high expectations and if they don't chew they don't hit them as fast as they want then they just fall off the wagon and then they just go back to what they were doing. So, you know, you have to make it to where it's a slow lifestyle change and you don't shock people's bodies where they can, you know, adapt to it and make it sustainable for life. Is, is that the big thing is getting beyond the, the, the quick shock, mm-hmm. the quick fix, is yeah. thinking past that? You got you to think past that. And I, I, I keep it real with all my clients. I keep it 100 when they, when they sit down. I tell them, okay, if this is your goal and this is what you want to do, and you can achieve anything. You know, like you can go from being on the couch to being on stage in a fitness competition if you want, but it's all what you put into it. So I tell people, you know, when I set up a program for them, I give you the tools, but you have to use them. You have to have self-discipline. You have to do things on your own. And... Uh, <clears throat> just to kind of scale it back and take it week by week, month by month, and not look at, you know, 150 pounds or 100 pounds, you know, and take it step by step until you start to build confidence in what you're doing. What is, how are you, how do you, how do you go about growing a business like this? I mean, you, you're lucky enough, you just look at location. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, on, you're on Main Street in downtown, mm-hmm. like some of where there's tons of, mm-hmm. of, of foot traffic, but how do you, I guess from, from an entrepreneurial perspective, how are you, how are you, you building and growing enough that now, you know, a few years later, now you're going to, to mm-hmm. you're going to double your size. Mm-hmm. You're adding. We can get to this later, but you're adding more equipment and more people to mm-hmm. work for you. But how how do you how do you grow that business? Uh, so I've been lucky enough that I've always been successful as a personal trainer. And I think I've been successful because of my passion behind it. I really want to help people and I'm knowledgeable. So I'm always educating myself. So I've been fortunate enough um, and I'm very grateful for the fact that I've been here for six years and I could probably, I've probably spent a couple hundred bucks on marketing. All my business is word of mouth and getting people the results. Like I have walking billboards that walk around. I have clients that have great results. They wear sleeveless in the summer and people ask them where they work out. And that's how my business rolls. Or, you know, like their neighbor sees them or their friends or their coworkers and they see what their, you know, the changes they made, how good they feel, how good they look. And then people contact me, you know, and that's how it kind of snowballs. You know, so that's how I've built my business. And, and so, you know, moving to a bigger spot where I'm going to have other trainers, I need to fill up their schedules and everything. It's going to be a little bit different ballgame. So I'm kind of learning on the fly <laughs> on how to market, you know, because everything's just been, like I said, it's been word of mouth. Well, how do you, you know, I think everybody that uh, starts a business, that owns, <clears throat> owns a business wants to, you know, they want that word of mouth, that organic mm-hmm. marketing. I mean, we all have that. Yeah. So what do you think it is, though, that that is letting people or convincing people or letting them? I mean, not convincing is the wrong word, but mm-hmm. you know, something that makes them want to spread the word for you. What, is, is it a relationship? Is it yeah, a- yeah. I have a, you know, I have all my clients that you know, I have a good rapport with them. You know, you, you, people talk about how you tell your hairdresser everything. What you see your hairdresser what every two weeks? Women that every four to six weeks. I, I see people two to three times a week. You know, so you build a good rapport with them. You know, you kind of you figure them out. You see what makes them tick. All my clients they're kind of different, uh, but I think what how I've been so successful is just being knowledgeable. 
you know, and actually knowing what I'm talking about and giving people more than just a workout. So when they come in, you sit down and I dig a little bit deeper, you know, I dig, dig into this self-confidence. I dig in what, like why they got to where they're at and why they want to get it to where they want to be. And when you show passion behind it, when you have passion behind what you do, then um, it just shows, it just comes across. And, and I, like I said, I continue to educate myself all the time. So I've had, I've had clients that have came in that have worked with other, other trainers in town and trainers that I thought were good trainers. And I teach them things, you know, that they haven't learned before. And they're like, oh, my, I never did that with my other trainer. I never learned that. So I always tell people, like when, when I first started personal training, and somebody would come in for a session. Their first session, I would just try to smash them. I'd be like, okay, I want to sell them because I'm going to smash them, make them puke, and make them sore. Like, I'm going to show them that they need me, you know? That wouldn't take much. Yeah, yeah. So, and it didn't really take a lot. I had people that make it like through 10 or 20 minutes. It worked half the time, the other half it didn't. You know, so when I tell people, they are, it's the same thing. When people sit down, they're like, oh, I'm nervous for the first session because they think I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them. So I just tell them, I'm like, do you know the first session, you're more than likely just going to stand there. I'm going to talk because I like to teach body mechanics. I like to teach tempo, you know, and I like to teach uh, making a mind-muscle connection. You know, some of those things are invaluable on the results you get and it reduces the risk of injury. I think when people leave here after their first session with me, they're so educated that they're like, I never knew that. You know, I never knew that that's how you work out. I never know that you just don't grab dumbbells and do 15 reps and set them down like you know doing a bicep curl I never knew you were supposed to flex your bicep and then lower it down slow and you know and and really just getting in tune with your body and like I send people home with homework like I want everybody to go home and don't do it in front of anybody because you're gonna look silly but I, I want everybody to learn how to flex each muscle how to contract each muscle your shoulders your biceps your triceps some people don't even know and so you know you get that you get people going like that then they go talk about it they're like oh my gosh I just met with this trainer you won't believe what he taught me especially with, with nutrition you know I hear nutrition and stuff all the time stuff people that diets people try and all this stuff and none of it's right you know none of it's right and I usually I mean I don't I don't ever you know if somebody comes in and tells me something they did that's just dumb it's bacon right uh, well, it depends on if you're trying to do like a keto or, you know, any processed meat or any anything like that and, you know, saturated fats. And so, I mean, if keto diet, keto people believe in bacon or the, if it fits your macro, people believe in bacon. It's, you know, I love bacon. I always believe in bacon. Yeah, I always believe in bacon. Yeah, yeah. This episode of Community Voices is brought to you by Stewie McBrews, where you're always reminded to never eat more than you can lift. Except wings, burgers, tacos. <laughs> this is the second time, really, that you brought up education. Mm-hmm. So, so what what kind of education background goes into being for you mm-hmm. the best trainer that you can be? I mean, do you have a quick look at your website? You've got some certifications. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what type, what is education? What do you, what do you try to, where do you go, I guess, to, to make sure you're prepared? Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a funny story because uh, when I first started training, like I said, I didn't need any certification to start training. I kind of learned on the fly. The guy that hired me, he taught me some exercises and he taught me some stuff, but it's been a lot of trial and error with my clients. I try different, um, I try different training techniques, different nutrition techniques, and then I always read stuff. And when I first, you know, for I've been training for about 10 years. For the first five years of my training, it was just training. Like, I didn't really, I knew a little bit about nutrition, but I didn't, I didn't know enough to advise anybody. Like, eat healthier, you know, eat plenty of protein, you know, stay away from sugars and crap food. But it wasn't educated, you know, I couldn't fine-tune somebody's diet. And so after the, my second five years of, of uh, training, I dove a lot into nutrition a lot more. I started doing research. But as you start doing research, m- most of it's online. 
you know, most of it's like people's blogs or what, you know, sort of success stories. And what I thought was funny is I would read something that was very convincing, a, diet, a dieting technique, okay? So the keto diet or one of these diets. And, I, you know, whoever wrote it, the author would be very convincing that that's the only way to do it, you know? So I do that. I try it on myself, you know? So I've done a lot of trial error myself. I've dieted myself different ways. I've dieted my clients different ways. Um, and so then I would read somebody else's the next day and they would be saying something completely different, but yet it worked with their clients and it worked with them. So there's all different dieting techniques and that was, that was the most confusing part. Uh, for me in terms of, of learning how to diet and learning how to train because there's all different ways, you know. So I just kind of figured out my own Ryan shred at the end of the day, this is if this is your goal, you, you know, you can you have different options, you know. And I always tell people, you know, when I train people, I, I've, tra I've learned all these different training techniques, but it's what that person likes. You know, some people like to come in and get murdered and some people just like to come in for a good lift and a good stretch and everything. So you got to kind of learn your client and also dieting techniques. So, you know, when I started learning all this different stuff about dieting techniques, at the end of the day, the best diet that works for you is the one you can stick with. So I, when I talk to people about diets, you know, I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about your lifestyle. Let's talk about your work schedule, you know, and figure out, okay, you could do this dieting technique and this dieting technique and mix both of these together and it's going to work best for you. So there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of informa mix, mixed information out there and it's just kind of hard to sift through and um, you just got to kind of try everything. Well, you've talked a lot about finding the thing to make your individual mm -hmm. each client tick. Yep. So so what is it for, for you when you want to, when, you know, your goals for fitness? And so what is it that, I guess, that kind of sparked that passion for you and mm -hmm. kind of stay fit all the time? Yep. And I mean, is it just... Is it routine for you as a, as, a, as an athlete? Is it just, well, I've always lifted weights, so I'm just going to keep doing it? Is, yeah. it? is there something... Well, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, I've always, you know, like if you're an athlete, you know this about athletes, we're disciplined, you know, you have to, you know, like I love the discipline that I've, I've learned from sports, okay? You have to be at practice, you have to work hard, and if you want to be a starter, like I was All-American defensive end in college, like I had to work for that. You know, it just didn't come natural. I wasn't a natural athlete. I felt like I had to work harder than everybody uh, else out there. Uh, so the discipline part of it has kept me working out, but to be honest with you and I, not to be vain, but you know, I like to look good with my shirt off and you know, when I post pictures on social media and everything, it's good marketing. Cause when somebody looks at you as a trainer, they want to, they want you to know, they want to know that you know what you're doing, you know, but how much of that is, you know, you just said, well, not to be vain. And I think you know, none of us like to brag yeah. about ourselves or like to do it publicly. Mm -hmm. We don't want that. But I mean, how much of that though is, is convincing someone to say, I do want yeah. that. I, yeah. mean, I mean, isn't that why we walk in the door? Yeah. You know, it's a, it, it, that's what people do. But the, the funny thing I hear about a lot is, you know, if I sit down with a guy, like I never, he's like, I don't think I could ever look like you, you know, or, or you know, with my ex-wife, girls would come in and she'd be on all my marketing and everything. We own the business together. They would, uh, they would say, I'm, I'm never going to look like her, you know, <laughs> but I want to, you know, get as close as I can. So it's good the fact that, you know, people know that I know what I'm talking about. And I practice what I preach. You know, any there's there's a lot of out of shape trainers, you know, like I feel like if you're going to tell somebody what to do, then you need to do it yourself. You know, and it's funny, too, because a lot of my clients think it's easy for me. And then I go open up my fridge and every Sunday for the last five years since I've opened this gym, I cook my food for the whole week. I mean, it takes me two or three hours, but then I don't have to think about it. Everything's weighed, measured. So I practice what I preach. So I can't sit there and tell somebody how to diet and how to work out if I'm not doing it myself. Now, I will we'll be honest with you, if any of my clients are listening, they're going to say, well, you tell me to do all this cardio and you don't do any cardio. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> that's, that, that's true, but I do diet harder than them. So, yeah. But that seems to be another trend mm -hmm. is meal prep. Mm -hmm. Is 
come, you know, go Sunday and make all your meals. Mm-hmm. What's sparking that? So that's just being prepared. Is it just timely. That's just time. Yeah, it's just convenience and it's being prepared. So you know, if you if you have a meal plan, so when I give people meal plans, it's detailed out. Okay, it's breakfast. You eat this many ounces of this, this many ounces of this. Lunch, it's all detailed out. I give several options so you don't get sick of the tired of the same food. But you know, the amount of time that you would you would spend during during the week prepping that is ridiculous. You'd have to clean all your dishes again and everything, and then you'd miss a meal and you go to McDonald's because you're in a hurry and the kids got to get to sports and you know you got all kinds of excuses not to get on your meal plan or not stay on your meal plan. So you know, there's meal prep companies that'll melt straight to your house for the whole week. Uh, actually, I just had a meeting right before this with a meal prep company because we're going to be carrying prepped meals in the, in the in Shredlicious in the smoothie shop. Shredlicious. So, Shredlicious, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, everything's shred. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do my workshops and they're called Shred Education. The Shredlicious <laughs> is the, it's a, it's a nutrition store. So, I'm not going to call it a smoothie shop because we're going to offer more than Hit smoothies. Hit them over the head branding. Yeah, 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 Shredlicious. And, and so, everything, you know, like everybody that's going to work out there is going to be the Shred Tribe. You know, like it's going to be a sense of community there. Um, but the meal, going back to the meal prep, it's all about being prepared. I found out myself, like, I'll be honest with you, open the new facility. I've been in and out with contractors, still trying to run my schedule here. So I haven't had time this week to prep my meals and it's a mess. Like I'm just, you know, trying to make healthier decisions. But even if, even as much as I know about nutrition, it's still hard to eat out anywhere and be on it. You know, even if you get a salad, you know, we got hidden, hidden calories in salad well, dressings. And the restaurant and, right yeah. next door to you, it's probably not the healthiest. <laughs> no, option. It's no. going to taste good. It's going to taste good. Yeah. <laughs> Everything tastes good, you know, and, and what I tell my clients too, when you're, when you're dieting and you're really serious about your goals, you can't look at food for enjoyment. You have to, I mean, you can, you know, cause people want, you know, when I give them a meal plan, they want recipes. You know, when you do a recipe, you just add more calories, you add more sodium, you know, you got to look at food as fuel. So keep it plain and simple and you'll, you'll reap the results from that. You just got to shut off your mind and be like, okay, this doesn't taste like pizza and chicken breast and broccoli and, you know, rice doesn't taste like pizza, you know, like, so you have to wrap your mind around, okay, this is just fuel. This is just fuel in my body. It's going to get me where I want to be because if you continue to eat like you used to eat, it's going to get to where, where you're at while you're sitting in the chair across from me. That would be the hardest thing in the world for me. Mm -hmm. I like food and I like to cook. Yeah. I love food. I, yeah, I love food, and I love to cook too. I'm, I'm the same. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a foodie at heart. Like I said, I wanted to own a restaurant. I wanted to open a restaurant. I still, I still do. Uh, but it would be a healthier, healthier options. But you know, when you when you think even at a restaurant, even if you pick a healthy option, so say you get salmon and veggies. Okay, at a restaurant, they're gonna they're gonna cook that salmon and oil. They're gonna put those put butter on those veggies. You know, so it's like you're thinking you're ha- making a healthy choice, but then you have you know two or three extra hundred calories just in hidden oils. You know, hydrogenated oils or whatever it is. So you know, if you're gonna do something like that, you have to go there and ask for it naked. You can order anything off a menu. Like most people think, okay, this they don't have anything healthy on the menu because they have like a chicken breast salad that's covered in bacon and cheese and everything get that removed just asking for a naked chicken breast or whatever there's different things but uh so it's a lot of people like on the road it's hard for them to even take a meal but you know if you're on it when like if i'm doing to do a show and i'm on the go I'll take it and, you know, they have all these uh, fitness coolers now, like six-pack coolers, with, you know, right. like depending on how serious you are, you know, like, and I, I think we touched on it again or we'll touch on it is like, um, I like to teach a lifestyle change. So carrying a cooler with your prepped meals and going in gas stations and heating them up, that's not realistic for everybody, you know, to make a lifestyle change. So if you can make healthier decisions, then, you know, you're on the, you're on the right path. How much is your routine and your lifestyle path different now as a trainer? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just as I was an athlete 
So, Emilio, and, and, and look, let's, 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 let's say you played at Northwest, which mm-hmm. is at, you know, at the top of the world in Division mm-hmm. 2 yep. and has been for mm-hmm. a long, long time. So you, were, you had to be pretty disciplined there, and, mm-hmm. and I, I know your old coaches. Yep. So yeah. I, I know what that took, but how much is different now? It, it's a, Are you a more disciplined? Oh, absolutely. And I always tell people, I, I love working with high, uh, athletes. I love working with athletes because I see, you know, I see their potential. And I, you know, my thing that I always say to athletes is, I wish I knew then what I know now. Okay. Because a perfect example. We all say that. About yeah, yeah. About everything. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could go back to high school. Now. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you're talking about business, sports, yeah. girls, whatever. Yeah. So when, uh, long story short, when I was in high school and college, it was all about size. So I ate whatever I want. My diet in college was terrible. It was pizza. It was McDonald's. It was just bulk, bulk trying to be big. And there's these two guys on the gym there in the, in on my team, Dave Tolson and Mike Peterson, they were, they both went to the NFL, but they were ki- cooking their chicken every week and they're weighing and they're doing their supplements and everything. We used to always make fun of them because they were doing, they were calling meatheads, you know, but guess what? Those guys went on to play in the league, you know, and I'm sitting there eating dominoes and everything. So, you know, you got to fuel your body, right. And, and um, so I'm far more disciplined now because if I ate like I ate in college, I would probably be 300 pounds right now. You know, so, you know, which happens to a lot of football players. It happens to a lot of football. We get it all the time. You know, some guys from Northwest will contact us that just kept on eating like they did when they're having a practice, two or three hour practice every day and burning a ton of calories. And then you get older, your metabolism slows down and you're still eating the same. You know, you're going to get big. So, um, so I'm much, I mean, I'm 10 times more disciplined now and I'm more educated. And this is my job. So, you know, if I start eating like that and got big then it probably wouldn't be good for business is it still a chore for you do you still have to convince yourself nope it's automatic like i said i'm a foodie so like i mean when when if i'm i said i call it my off season if i which is basically anything but the summer or if i'm getting ready for a show which i, I don't compete anymore but if i really if i'm really disciplined I'll eat 90-10, 90 clean, where I prep almost all my meals, and then one or two nights a week, I'll have cheap meals, and I'll have some cocktails, you know, I'll have some wine at night. Like, I'm not, you know, I, there's there's trainers and there's people I know that just, it's automatic, they never cheat, that's all they eat. And, you know, I like to enjoy food, I like to enjoy, you know, social things, but it's all in moderation. You can't do that every night of the week, you know, so you have to, you have to earn it so when i when i work with clients i give them a cheat meal but they only get their cheat meal if they haven't cheated <laughs> you know so it's like you don't get your cheat meal if you you know skip two meals and you ate you know if you already did. yeah if you already <laughs> cheated so you can't say oh i did kind of good so i can still get my cheat meal no you have to earn it you know and it works out really well especially if you're on it you know because you're you know when you're dieting you could you're still going to crave the pizza you're still going to crave the cheeseburger you're still going to crave a beer you're going to crave those things but you know, if you, if it's a reward to yourself, if you earn it through, you know, you, you dieted really hard, you stayed, you know, you stay firm, you did your workouts, then you can go enjoy a meal and it's not going to kill you. You know, like one bad meal, you can enjoy it. And most of the time, to be honest with you, the stricter you are, once you go have that cheap meal, a lot of times it won't taste as good or you'll feel sick to your stomach because you've been eating so clean. And then you go eat a pizza and it's all the cheese and everything. You're usually pretty sick after that. You know, and, and a lot of times if you're dieting too, if you're in a calorie deficit and you do a cheat meal, I always tell people if you're going to do a cheat meal for hormonal reasons in your body, you want to be in a calorie surplus. So if you go do a cheat meal, you want it to be big and dirty because you want a ton of calories to put yourself in a calorie. You want to put yourself in a calorie surplus that day and it kind of resets your system and it resets your hormone release. So leptin is a big hormone, a big fat burning hormone. So once you once you do that, your leptin release kickstarts and most of the time after a cheat meal, you'll lose some weight after you pull off the sodium. So, 
you know, it's, it's really good for people. Like I have my clients that are like, Oh, I'm like, what are you going to do for your cheat meal? They're like, oh, I'm going to do Mexican. Like, or I'm going to do pizza. So you crave it all week. And then you like rush there, pig out, feel like crap. And then you do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk, let's talk gold. So you are, you are moving to the old shiny light space. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we going to see that's different? So, uh, I, you know, here at this facility I'm at now, it's a, it's a smaller place. So I've been limited on the amount of trainers I can have and also the amount of classes I can offer. You know, so and with all my equipment in here, my classes will max out about eight or ten people. And then I have to make the class times where uh, none, none of my other trainers are training here. So my, my training time, my class times are limited. And, you know, that's where I'm going to get to be see the most clients is my classes. And so right now I have three classes I can offer Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5.30 a.m. Okay, so the market of people that want to get up at 5.30 a.m. and work out is small. And like I said, they're maxed out from, you know, eight to 12 people depending on the day. So what you're going to see at the new place is just a ton of other class options. I'm still going to keep them small because I think there's there's been a lot of gyms that I see where, you know, they'll have 30, 40 people in a class. Okay, and we'll have one trainer. You can't you can't push everybody. You can't make sure everybody's got the right form if you have that many people to uh, client to trainer ratio. So I'm gonna keep my I'm still gonna keep my classes small because I still want that sense of community. I don't want you to feel like you're lost in the crowd. You know, so you come in. Uh, I'm gonna have classes in the morning, a couple classes in the morning. You know, for like the early morning before work, people. Then I'm gonna have classes uh, scheduled for like the kids get on the bus, moms can come up and work out, and then a lunchtime one, and then a couple in the afternoon for after work people and. I'm just kind of a wider range of classes. So it's not just going to be strength classes. So right now I do, you know, I do my, my classes in terms of like a circuit style strength training. So one day it'll be legs, one day it'll be upper body and then core and cardio. Uh, so in this, in, in my format that I'm going to have at the new gym, it's going to be set up where you don't have to go anywhere else to get your workouts in. So when I sat back and I envisioned this new gym, I envisioned, I, I thought about where everywhere I send people to go do other things. So since I only have a few class options, you know, and I, you know, and they're full. So I'd send people to nine rounder to go do their cardio. Be like, oh, get your hit in at nine round or go to Genesis and get your nine round, you know, or get your cardio in or do this strength training by yourself. And, and then also I thought about, okay, so I send them to the smoothie shop to go get smoothies or send them somewhere else to, you know, to get supplements. So I started thinking, okay, what all do I need to put in to make this a one-stop shop? You don't have to go anywhere else. Okay, so say you want to come in and you want to do my classes. So my class format is set up the same way, but I'm just going to have more options where we're going to hit we're going to hit everybody part in the week how I would set it up for a client. So we have two leg days. Okay, you come to one of those classes on the two leg days, two upper body days, two core and cardio. But what I'm really excited about is I feel like stretching and yoga is very beneficial. I'm going to have yoga. So I have yoga classes, not like... Um, you know, like a deep vinyasa flow, uh, you know, deep stretching one. Then I'm also going to have like a hit fit yoga, which is where um, it's it's hit cardio and then you go in and do yoga. I'm going to have hot yoga. So in my yoga room, I have space eaters and we'll do the hot yoga, which is big right now. Uh, and uh, you go in there, sweat, get your stretch on. Uh, and then I'm going to offer bar and Pilates. And all this is going to be included into like a monthly monthly unlimited. So you can do you can do unlimited and come to any of the classes. You just sign up for them online. How many people actually come? you know days or four you know three four five days a week oh all my from, clients yeah from my perspective and, and uh, we joked about this before, mm-hmm. a couple days ago but you know i haven't really been the inside of a gym since yeah. the 90s so. uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah we're just gonna put that out there uh-huh. but that seems crazy to me yeah but 
you talk about lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes. You just got to make it part of your day. You know, and I always, you know, when people start talking about, you know, changing their life, you know, it's the people say, I don't have time to make it to the gym. Okay. You have time to make it to how much TV do you watch? How many, how many hours do you spend on Facebook or social media? You know, how many hours do you spend doing things that aren't healthy, living a healthy lifestyle, you know, happy hour at the bar with your friends or whatever. So you do have time. It's what you make time for. So if you're going to make a real lifestyle change every day, you know, and I don't tell people they have to work out every day, four to five times a week is good. Okay. If you need to condense it down to three times a week, you can, you just have to be in the gym for a little bit longer. Um, but you know, you just make it part of your day. You know, there's no excuses. And most of my clients, they show up like clockwork. You know, I don't have to confirm appointments. They just know this is when they come work out. Is routine the key? Routine's the key. You got to make it part of your routine. Just like prepping your food every Sunday. You know, I have the same routine. I go to Costco. I get all my stuff from Costco. I come home, cook it, measure it, put it in my bag, bring it up here on Monday morning, put it in the fridge. Then every time I eat, you know, every three, four, five hours, it's ready to go. Throw it in the microwave. It's just, you know, it's that's my system, and it works. And it keeps me staying lean the whole year. I'm like, I can maintain all the, all, you know, all year long because it's part of my routine. Um, so that's why I want these classes, you know, at the new place to be part of people's routine. They just come in, you know, you can sign up through the classes online and you don't have to do a monthly unlimited. You can just pay per class. Like, so say you just want a yoga class, you love hot yoga, but you don't want a membership, you don't want a monthly, you know, unlimited. So you can just pay for the the hot yoga class you want to go to or the bar class or the straight, the leg day class or whatever you want to do. So there's several different options. So when are you moving into the new location? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> My contractor says next week. That means two weeks from now. No, but they're uh, currently they're in their they're in their painting. Uh, all the trims down. Once they get done painting, we're going to finish the rest of the flooring. Half my equipment got delivered the other day. Like I told you, it's all, you know, it, it's covered in plastic right now, but it, underneath the plastic, it's covered in sheetrock dust. <laughs> so I got some cleaning to do. But, you know, um, all next week, I'm going to start moving my equipment from here over there slowly but surely and kind of figuring out the setup of it. And then I have a couple more shipments of, of equipment showing up. And then I have to get the Shredlicious up and running. I got all my refrigeration coming in next week and working with my suppliers to see where I'm going to get all my, you know, all my product from. So there's, there's still a lot of stuff to do over there. But we're going to move in there. We're going to start training. It's not going to be perfect. So, you know, I hope to have all my classes up and running by June 1st. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Brian Waters, thank you very much. You're welcome. And good luck. Thank you. Everybody's getting ready to go outside. Time to grill. Time to sit around the patio. So, outside time! Outside time! Get your outdoor living spaces ready to go. Here's my suggestion. Go see my friends at Budget Blinds. Your outdoor living space, if it's even remotely enclosed, can be enhanced with exterior shades. You can get them in all kinds of colors. You can get them like really opaque or really sheared if we can see through them or not to go through that whole process. I like things that have remote controls. That'd be cool. I'm all for that. More remote controls. So we have that on there. Can I do that for my phone? Yes. That's the next step. I want the shades to go up and down using my I want, my I want my budget blind shades app is what I want there. So now through the month of April, you can get 25% off signature series exterior shades at budget blinds. You want to call them? You want to tell them you want those exterior shades and you want to tell them that Nick and Jason sent you there. Go see them right on Main Street, downtown Lee Summit. You have been listening to Community Voices, a weekly podcast celebrating the individuals who make our community. Catch the show each Monday at link to leesummit.com or subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, 
iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Do you have an interesting story? Does your neighbor, teacher, classmate, or friend? Let us know about it. Connect with us at linktoleesummit.com or through Facebook or Instagram at link2leesummit.